0: Before we get to the podcast, I have a gift for you. I love bringing hope to you each week through this podcast. Hope is such a beautiful gift and one that I definitely like to share. For the times in my life when I needed hope, I opened my Bible and allowed God's Word to speak to me. As a gift of hope to you, I've created a prayer journal, Seven Days to Refuel Your Hope. This journal shares my journey through some of the most hopeless times in my life and the biblical verses that brought me back to hopefulness. My prayer for you is that this journal will help you to refuel, refresh and realign your hope. You can download this free journal by visiting my website, diambells.com or clicking on the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the Hope Station podcast. I am your host, Diane Bells, and today is episode number 23, and I am calling this Hope for the Holidays. This will be a series that I will be presenting over the next couple of weeks of how we can use this wonderful thing that we have called emotions and how we can use them to really help us have a wonderful, hope-filled holiday. So where I got this idea is a couple weeks ago, I had delivered a four hour leadership program based on emotions and really how we can use them to serve us where so often our emotions get out of control and really can sink us into a level that we don't want to feel. And how do I know that? Because I have been there. Over the last four years, I have had to face holidays without my husband, and it's been tough. And if I could just manage my emotions during these times, I really would have had a less grief-filled and more hope-filled holiday season. So just to talk a little bit about emotions, I'm going to use the example of something that's called emotional intelligence or EQ. And this is a definition from Daniel uh, Goleman, who says, emotional intelligence is the capacity not only to be aware of and able to express our emotions, but to manage and moderate them effectively. So I love how he says this, emotional intelligence is what prevents anger from turning into rage and sadness into despair. And I just remembered how much in despair I was feeling just trying to manage the holidays for my sons and my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter, plus carrying this heavy burden of grief. So, some of the things that I've learned over the last couple of years, and I am so grateful that I did because it did bring me hope, is that when we look at these emotions and we learn how to process them, we can really be much more in control of them rather than them being in control of us. When we realize that there are certain triggers that can happen, that a certain song can play, a certain movie can come on, and we just feel these raging emotions. And not raging, I'll say, in a bad way, like we're in a rage, but just bubbling up to the point that we're saying, oh my gosh, I feel out of control. They also can help us control our thoughts and help us develop more healthy habits, things that we want to do rather than the things we don't want to do. And also, it helps us just get to where we want to go. So how do you want this holiday season to be for you? So I want to talk a little bit about our emotions and how that works. See, our brain is designed to process and prioritize emotions. So we can have a rational response to it. And our brain is so complex. And if we realize that our emotions are separate from our brain, our mind is separate from our brain, that our spirit is separate from our brain, that we at times, when I would ask this question, do you feel our brain is what is us? So many people would say, yes, that's who we are. Our brain is who we are. And my response back to them is saying, well, it is an organ in our body, like our heart and our lungs and our liver and our pancreas. Are we any of them? So when we think of that like our brain's in control, and then we realize that it's a computer, it's a computer that's we have programmed year after year after year to think and feel and respond in different ways. So if we can pull back that and understand that there is a higher being, who we are, our spirit, our mind, that's really controlling our brain, then we can really think that maybe I can do things a little bit differently. So even when you look at the different emotions that you want to feel during the holidays. So, I love joy. I love being joyful. I make a conscious decision every day that I am going to be joyful. And in doing so, hopefully I can bring joy to other people. I also love the emotion of peace. I love feeling peaceful in my own spirit. And I know when I'm peaceful, I can handle much more of the chaotic and rush of life. And for me, the holidays felt so much like this rush, like this rush to the finish of Christmas Day. Or for me, it really was Christmas Eve when I would host a big Christmas holiday dinner. And I loved planning it. I loved cooking it. I loved everything about it. It was also very much stress-induced. Like every year, it was a competition. Can mom or Diane, my husband, for my husband, beat last year? Can this be like the best Christmas Eve ever? Can I make a dinner that will just wow everyone? And I'm like, why am I putting all of this pressure on me when it really doesn't have to be? So some simple changes I made just for this Christmas Eve dinner was to allow other people to bring things Bring a salad, bring a side dish, bring cookies, bring cake, bring something that it wasn't all me. I felt like this was a gift I was giving, but also I was trying to control so much of what was happening that dinner time that it wasn't relaxing for me. And I know that when I walk into someone's house and I feel that they're all stressed out, I can feel that stress. And that wasn't how I want to be That's not how I want to be, I should say, any longer. So since I don't have a home and it will be a very different Christmas Eve and even the last couple of years just going to my son's house and he just had a much more chill way of doing the holidays. So I'm taking that on and I'm really enjoying it. A recommendation I'd like to make is that if you haven't done this before, is just to step back and reflect a little bit on your last few holidays. Were they what you wanted them to be? Are there changes that that you'd like to make? Do you want to seek more peace, more joy, more love, more hope, more patience? Then what do you need to do to make those changes possible? If you want to add something, something that you've never done before and say, I would love to have this at my holiday season, what would it be? What do I need to do to implement that? We too often just are on autopilot. We do what we've always done and then we expect it to be different than it is think that's also the definition of crazy, and I have been there, and I work toward being uncrazy every single day. So really think what you want it to be, and how do you create it? And then when you also look at things that trigger you, you know, Christmas and holidays can have so many wonderful memories, and they can also have these hard to handle memories. You know, I have a friend who her husband left her on Christmas Eve. So that's a really tough kind of holiday to remember. I remember someone that I love dearly that didn't have the money to buy presents for her children. She was recently divorced on Christmas and all the stress that would bring. And I know how the first Christmas after we lost our daughter Oh my gosh, it was like this wasteland of emotions. We didn't know what to do. We all wanted to feel good about the holidays and how we all processed them it was a really tough time. 24 years later, I can still see that reel in my head. And I think so much when you, you see your children suffering or your husband suffering and my parents and all. All the relatives suffering from the loss of our daughter, of you're trying to create something that really can't be created that at that time. Because we were in grief, we were sad, and we, we needed to allow that. And too often I was just trying to wipe it away. What can I do to erase grief so that my husband and sons can feel better? Let me tell you, it was a tough time. And there was lots of tough discussions between my husband and myself because he wanted to do something very different. He wanted to erase Christmas altogether. He didn't want to feel that loss through Christmas that really put a major void into my son's lives. So we had to make some compromises and some decisions. And in the long run, it worked out, but it was something that we needed to figure out. So it could work out. So looking at different things that could trigger those emotions. And also to think of what's going on in your head. Like I could sit so many times when, especially when you're in grief, your your brain seems to process all, I'm going to say these negative thoughts. And I could think of, oh my gosh, what is what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? I miss Joe so much. And part of what I was doing was overdoing. This is the crazy part. I was doing so much, I over-decorated the house. One Christmas tree was not enough. I had to go and buy another Christmas tree. I was shopping to feel better. And then three years later, I got rid of all of that when I made my move to Florida. But those thoughts are, rather than being able to control my thoughts and control my emotions, I was letting my brain and my emotions take over, which was really not making that the best holiday I could have had. If I look back in retrospect of how hard I was working to make things normal, when this was, as people would say, and I really don't like this comment, the new normal. I didn't want to feel that I was in a new normal, but when I realized that when I could really take care of my emotions and my thoughts, and then this other thing that came into play recently with a conversation with my new coach, and she was talking about our beliefs. So if we look at those things, our beliefs will cause us to think something, and our thoughts will cause us to feel something, and then our Feelings will cause us to do something, and then we might get something that we really don't want. So if we can just pull that all back and start asking ourselves, what do we want to believe for the holidays? I want to believe that the holidays are true. So I want to believe in Christmas. I want to believe in Christ coming to save us. I want to believe in thanksgiving and how grateful we can be. I want to think about those things. I want to have those emotions of gratefulness, of peace and joy and love. And part of it is really getting to understand our emotions. There are times that I really felt that I couldn't recognize what my emotions were. And this is just an example from how, number one, how absolutely bright my granddaughters are. And the first uh, holiday, I remember just taking walks. I needed to walk. I didn't care how cold it was, if it was rainy, if it was snowy. Walking is my emotion balancer. It's something that I know if I can go for a walk, I can just level set myself to neutral most of the time. So when I was out on one walk, my granddaughter was with me and I kept on telling her how tired I was. I said, I'm so tired is I don't know if I can, I can take this walk today. I'm just so tired. And I kept on saying how tired I was. And even using the words I am is very powerful. And I'll talk about that in a moment. And she stopped me and sort of got in my face. So she turned towards me and say, why don't you call it what it really is, grandma? You're not feeling tired. You're feeling sad. See, tired is an easy emotion, right? To really do something with. I just go take a nap, right? Tired's easy, but sad, <sighs> I can't take a nap for that. There's nothing I could take to relieve the pain of losing my husband. So when I called it by its right name, I'm sad, I'm grieving, it gave me space. Is taking a walk right now the best thing I need to do? Maybe it is, or maybe it isn't. But when you can name that emotion, you can have the possibility of taming it. So if we see where those emotions are showing up in our bodies, like where is it? I know when I'm feeling stress, I feel it in my stomach. I do not have a good stomach for stress. I want to make sure I'll be, this might be TMI, that the bathroom is close because that's where it resides. When I'm feeling anxious, it's like my head gets fuzzy. So my body is telling me what the truth about these emotions are. And sometimes my brain doesn't want to register because they can be too painful. So if I know what that emotion is, then I can deal with it. I can talk to it. I can talk myself into something different, or I can sit with it. Because there's times that I remember, just wanting to run away from grief rather than just sitting with it, allowing it to be there, allow it to teach me something, to tell me something and to maybe transform something. And when we're so busy trying to get rid of it, it can be so exhausting. So part of managing your emotions is really looking at what do I want to believe? What do I want to think? What do I want to feel? How do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to react to the, these holidays that are coming through? What do I want to do so I can have a holiday that doesn't have to be a competitive holiday? Like how do I make this holiday better? How do I make it the best for what I need right now? So this is a hard decision that I made this year. This is the first time I will not be with my family, my nuclear family, for Thanksgiving. I'm trying to really manage having a, a new life in Florida. So I am going up for Christmas. I will spend that time with my sons and my daughter-in-law and my granddaughters and the big extended family. But I made a decision just to travel, not just to travel to South Carolina to visit my sister who recently moved down there. I haven't seen her new place furnished and I really want to celebrate that major change that she's made and just go into Thanksgiving with her. She's something that I'm a person I'm very grateful to be with. And it just almost seemed like it would be kind of weird to go back to New Jersey and her not being there. So I'm making different decisions that you can hear from the sound of my voice that can be difficult. And that's okay. I have been so busy for so many times in my life running away from emotions rather than saying, what is this emotion telling me? That I'm not going to be with my kids. It's telling me how much I really love them. How much I really miss them. How much I want to sort of combine these two lives I'm called to live. But for right now, I know I'm here for a reason. And I'm going to allow the emotions of feeling a little sad and being okay with it. Because when I look and say, is this emotion of sadness, is it healing me or hurting me? It's not really hurting me not doing anything terrible to me. <laughs> is it healing me? And it is. Sadness can be healing, that there is a separation. It's healing a rift that's been created by a distance that I needed to make. Maybe they didn't want me to make, but it's something that I needed to do to heal myself. So when I look at that, I'm saying this is a healing emotion. I'm going to allow it. I don't need to change it. And you can see from my voice, it shifts in and it shifts out. It's just an awareness. You love your kids and you feel sad that you're not going to be with them. I can feel sad every day. So the other thing when I'm looking at at the emotions in the holiday, we put so much pressure on these days. Do you? I know I do. Like it's supposed to be something so different than every other day of the year. And is it? Can it just be a day that you're enjoying? No matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter what the other circumstances are, can we just be in that day and enjoy that day for being a day? and not spend time looking at who's not there or who is there, what it could have been, what it should have been, and just be present for what it is and enjoy that time. So when I when I do that, when I'm taking the time to step back and look at the emotions and say, is it hurting or healing me? Then I can do something with it. If it's telling me something that I want to know and need to know let it be <laughs> let it be so when i look at these emotions and saying well when i'm feeling these emotions how am i reacting to others am i being my best self and i know when i'm looking at those higher level emotions of peace and love and joy and hope and faith i can i can be a much better person not just for myself, but for others. And when I look and say, what do I really want this holiday to be? What emotion do I want it to have? What's the end result? So that when I reflect back on it next year, Thanksgiving of 2023, what do I want to recall and be proud of? What are the things that I say, I might need to change that next time? You know, what are the things I want to create or recreate? So there are different type of things that you can do with your emotions. And I want you to just pay attention to this. The first we can accept it. Like I said, I'm accepting that sadness. When it comes, when I talk about my kids, I can always feel that bubbling up in my chest and gurgling up into my voice but I'm accepting it not as being something bad, but I'm accepting is that's what it is. And I'm processing it appropriately. I'm not letting it wash over me or engulf me or or drown me. There are times within grief I felt like, oh my gosh, it was waves crashing over me. I don't know if you've ever been caught in a riptide or in a, an undercurrent through the ocean And you really start doubting if you'll ever be able to rise up again, if you'll ever be able to take a breath of fresh air, if you'll ever be able to survive this. And that's where so often when these emotions can just trap us, is that what we want it to be? And then when we are really feeling more self-aware and just paying attention to it, just as a bit of information, something that it's trying to tell you, some awareness that it's bringing to you, and then deciding if you're going to accept it or if you're going to let it go. Oh gosh, I I won't break out in song because that is not what you want to be hearing. So I want you just to to look at your holiday right now. Thanksgiving, it is uh, a great holiday. It was my husband's favorite holiday. I think he just loved the turkey. He loved it. It was just a whole different reason for being together, something to be thankful for, something to be grateful for. And there didn't seem the pressure of the next holiday coming up of Christmas. He wasn't big on shopping and gift giving and all the craziness that I would like to bring into that holiday. So Thanksgiving was just settled I think he liked having the leftovers. So, so for days he could make a turkey sandwich. You know, he loved cranberries, but they had to come out of the can and if they didn't have the lines on them, it wasn't legit. So there were times that I would, you know, spend making a cranberry sauce that he's like, just open up a can and pour it out. So I can have these happy memories of just a Thanksgiving that was simple. It wasn't over the top. It was nothing that Martha Stewart would be proud of, but it was something that I can look back and be proud of because it was the time when we were just together looking at what I am always and will always be most grateful for is the family that I have been gifted with, those that are in heaven and those that are still here. So I'm hoping that if you can just Pull back your emotions. Take a good look at them. What are they telling you? What do you want to do with them? Do you want to dial it up or dial it down? You have a choice. And I hope, if nothing else, that you realize that today. So, until next week, where we will continue this discussion on emotions, on feelings on how to have a very hopeful holiday by making the most of your emotions. So thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station. And my hope is that you have a blessed holiday season.